0: In Q2 2023, Warner Brothers Discovery lost 1.8 million direct-to-consumer subscribers globally, though it recorded a slight increase in ARPU. We discuss the loss, D2C profitability, and what to expect going forward.
1: Welcome to this week's edition of Inside the Stream. This is Will Richmond from Video News, and... That was Colin Dixon, of course, from uh, n Media there at the beginning. Hey, Colin, how are you feeling this week? I am
0: feeling much better, thank you, Will. Yes, the cough is abated a little bit.
1: How about you? Uh, a little bit better, but still not 100%. I'm sure listeners can hear uh, some congestion in my voice still, and I'm feeling kind of still kind of stuffed up, but um, definitely doing better than better than last week, and thanks for uh, to various listeners for reaching out and asking how I'm doing. I, I appreciate your concern.
0: Great. So we're going to talk uh, a couple of news stories that called Ally this this week, and I'm going to get us started. And I want to give some props here to Apple TV+, Plus, which actually seems to be carving out a pretty specific niche and identity in the SVOD market. So there was some new data this week from Power Analytics and they calculate demand share for a platform um, in in the market based on the demand in the time period for all the platform's original series. So uh, of course, in their demand share, Netflix dominates 36.3% of the demand share. And I will say it's four times its nearest competitor in terms of demand share. But interestingly Will, Apple TV is now third according to Power Analytics at 8.3% just behind Prime Video. And this represents pretty big growth for Apple TV Plus. It has grown according to them from the 2022 number of 6.9% where it was fifth place. And now it's jumped up to 8.3% just behind Prime Video which is uh, pretty amazing. And I have to say, Will, it's playing a pretty big part of my entertainment diet these days. I was just sitting back thinking about all the shows I'm currently watching on Apple TV+, and it's a long list. Ted Lasso, Shrinking, The Big Door Prize, The After Party 2, Hijack. That's a pretty decent list. And uh, I have to say that I think that Apple seems to have staked out a pretty interesting spot in the SVOD industry. It's it's not moving yet towards advertising. It's producing more hits with less money. It's, I think, uh, doing a pretty good job with MLS. Uh, It's loudly applauded, I think, for its coverage on MLS. And uh, that really seems to be a good combination that's helping it do well in the market Um, although I will say we had no idea really how many subscribers there are to the service but uh, certainly the demand share and uh, you know that that, that type of data suggests that it has a sizable number of subscribers but just how sizable we're just not sure
1: yeah, well, that's for sure. We have no idea, but um, you're right. I think they are getting good mind share, and and uh, I've certainly been watching a number of shows as well. In fact, I just watched the Stephen Curry underrated documentary, which I thought was very well done, um, and uh, some of the other shows, actually, that you mentioned as well. So, yeah, I, I I think that overall Apple TV Plus has been – I mean, we don't know the number of subscribers, but I think it's been a real positive for Apple. Um, I think it's certainly helped the brand. The programming seems consistent with the brand and um, we're expecting a ramp up in the number of films from them also. Keep in mind that billion dollar commitment that they announced um, a little while ago. So we have to wait to see how that comes to fruition also of course in the midst of the the strikes right now.
0: That's that's right and of course those actor strikes since Apple has a much thinner library than everybody else. I think they're particularly vulnerable to the strike if it slows down all of those films that they've committed to and new shows that that they had coming and and there is still there is a a, a, lo- a rumor that they are preparing to launch an ad tier for this service which would be something very new for apple to deal with um, of course they've built their reputation on not abusing their users' information, uh, I think they're going to have to offer targeting if they do that. Will don't you?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, in this day and age, uh, targeting and you know, pretty precise targeting is is mandatory. So, yeah, they'll have to be leveraging their user data in some in some way, shape, or form. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but anyway, let's not let's not let's stay positive. I think yeah. the
1: service seems to be doing pretty well. Yeah. So.
0: What caught your eye this this week?
1: Yeah, a couple of things caught my eye. One is um, I know we've talked on the podcast in the past about YouTube's multi-view service feature, rather, um, where they pre-program multiple streams uh, from the same sport or tournament and allow those various streams to be digested sort of like a picture-in-picture type of format. Um, They have launched that feature now officially, and it's mainly focused, I think, for right now on WNBA, for WNBA League Pass subscribers on YouTube TV and also for um, primetime channels. And it looks like, uh, you know, no news yet, but I would think that it's going to be big for NFL Sunday ticket coming up pretty soon. I think within a month or so is, is when uh, the season is going to launch, I think September September 10th, is that the opening day? I can't remember, Kyle.
0: Sounds about right.
1: Somewhere around there, but yeah. um, So I'm excited about Multiview. I haven't yet used it for WNBA, but I would used it in the past for March Madness. I think it's a great feature, another uh, real competitive differentiator for YouTube TV. So I'm looking forward to that. How about you?
0: Yeah, it's it's good timing, I think, for them to release that now. Let's them work out all the kinks before it gets... Really, super serious with the high, high-priced NFL Sunday ticket, which is going to actually, that they need to have it working well for NFL Sunday tickets, since people are be going to be spending so much money on those subscriptions.
1: Yeah, and um, I also just wanted to mention one, one other thing that caught my radar. I think I shared it with you, and you're excited about it too, which is that NASA our friends who uh, take care of the space business, the agency, is launching its own streaming service, NASA Plus. They said sometime this summer. Um, They have already been doing live stream launches and other types of events, but now they're going to be doing a uh, a number of original video series and um, original shows, and it's all going to be packaged, it looks like, for free on NASA Plus. And the quote that I liked a lot from um, NASA executive was, quote, we're putting space on demand and at your fingertips with NASA's new streaming platform. So I think that's going to be fun to, to uh, keep an eye on. Colin, what do you think?
0: I, I think it's great, Will. You, I think I am absolutely guaranteed to... Load that up on my TV just as soon as it's available. I hope they have a live space station cam running 24-7. That 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 would be a sort of really interesting big brother house take, wouldn't it? No voting no voting off that island. Uh, that would be great. But yeah, I know I'm really excited. I think it's a great thing for them to do. And being able to... I, I wouldn't underestimate how powerful it can be because one of the frustrations I get very often is I when I look at videos of things that are happening in space and those simulations where I really want to watch them is on the TV. And this will just make it much easier for me to do that. So I'm really pumped.
1: You're a space junkie, I forgot.
0: I, I am absolutely a space junkie, you bet.
1: All right, well back down here on Earth, we had um, results from Warner Brothers' discovery um, earlier. And uh, I think there were a couple of highlights that you were going to cover.
0: Yeah, so I'm really going to focus just on the D2C stuff, the direct-to-consumer stuff, which they gave uh, a lot of details on in the call and in their earnings earnings report. Um, although I will mention that they did see a year-over-year decline in revenues from their regular TV properties I think it was in the region of five percent decline and uh, they, you know there's a wide recognition within the company and of course within the market that that is going to be something that we're going to, going to continue to see Although they did say that they thought that they were better positioned than many traditional providers in that market. Um, now on the D2C side they actually saw a quarter over quarter decline in domestic subscribers uh, of 1.3 million. So that's 2.4% decline between Q1 2023 and Q1, Q2, 2023. Uh, however, they are still up on the year, but only marginally so. They're increased by about a million or point. 0.9 million subscribers over Q2 2022, so they now have 54 million. They say in the US, so that's 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 including Discovery Plus and Max and a couple of ancillary uh, sm- smaller services. There's a kids service as well and a couple uh, one and one or two others I think. Um, so internationally, they actually lost marginally. They're down. Uh, 0.5 million subscribers but they're up on the year 2.6 million so ARPU is actually looking pretty good it looks like the introduction in max of that premium tier remember that when they introduced max they actually didn't increase the price of the two standard tiers the ad supported tier and the regular tier they added a premium tier for twenty dollars a month and it looks like that has helped them overcome that small loss of subscribers will because their ARPU actually increased from $10.82 in Q1 to $11.09 domestically. Uh, And they also saw a small gain internationally as well. So overall they now have 95.8 million subscribers worldwide. Uh, So they're seeing pretty pretty good growth Uh, year over year but it's a little worrying I think to see that quarterly decline uh, in subscribers uh, both both in the US and internationally. So that's how they're doing with their D2C business. One really good positive thing for them Will is that they said that they would be they would be profitable with direct-to-consumer in 2024 It looks like and they're certainly claiming that they're going to actually be profitable in 2023, which is great if they can can actually achieve that. And they were almost profitable. I think they were just down a uh, down a little bit um, in in Q2. So that I think is a really positive movement for them. And uh, that's well ahead of when they said that they were going to do that in 2024. So I'll just pause there for a second to see if you have any comments.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit of an anomaly quarter there because of Max and Discovery Plus coming together. Uh, One of the reasons that they pointed to for why there was decline was that there were um, overlapping subscribers who were obviously now able to get access to both services, so they don't need to subscribe to them each stand alone. So that was their explanation. I don't know if it's really um, can account for all the 1.8 million that they lost subscribers this quarter, but we'll see how that shakes out for next quarter. I I very much agree with you, though, that the increase in ARPU is a very positive sign uh, and does support the idea that... um, the excuse me that that higher price tier is um, is playing a meaningful role for them.
0: Yeah, I think it is too. And you know they talked about this in the earnings call, Will, and they said what they said about that overlap was that there was a four million global app global overlap between Max and Discovery Plus subscribers before they introduced Max, and that. Actually, the introduction of Max caused "quote" several hundred thousand in the U.S. to move to Max, and of course, there's a very good reason why they would want to do that because Max is getting the shows that have just been broadcast on regular TV, and Discovery Plus is not getting those. So that's a big incentive. But that is only several hundred thousand, so that so you know I interpret that as three, maybe four hundred thousand so that still leaves one million subscriber loss which remains uh, unexplained and uh, that's probably not so good they were claiming extraordinary, extraordinary long engagement they said the engagement is really great although David Zaslav who's the CEO didn't provide any details of that whatsoever he just said that they were seeing longer engagement but notwithstanding that um, i I wonder why they lost that 1 million subscribers there's that balance of the subscribers there uh, that uh, can't be explained by moving discovery plus subscribers to max
1: yeah well it will, it will certainly we'll be looking at that this quarter to see what they do in q3 um, yeah. as that uh, merger of the two services um, shakes through so anything else that you saw out of um the Warner Brothers Discovery results, Colin?
0: Yeah, one of the things I was very surprised about, Will, when they announced Max was that they announced that they would hold the ad load at the HBO Max level, not increase it. Um, but I think that could be short-lived. And also, I think the moratorium on providing putting ads in the middle of HBO content is just about to end so jb Perrett, who's ceo and um, president of global streaming and games at Warner water brothers discovery he said this in the call he said we just started in february so you know with putting advertising units in our most highly valued most premium content in terms of hbo and some of the legacy hbo library series so i think what he's saying there will is that they're going to start putting more advertising units in that very premium content and offering it as premium ad veils to the market so that's one of the ways that they i think are planning on increasing revenue so if you are subscribed to max with with the ad tier you're probably going to start seeing ads in the hbo content going forward uh, but on on, you know, on talk about positive on the ARPU front, they seem to think that they will be generating higher ARPUs on people on the ad like tier than from ad free subs. So they think that they can make up that $5 difference and some with the advertising as they make these changes going forward so and this of course is something that we've heard from Netflix as well on their call and perhaps we'll get some details from Disney Plus on their call next week about about this as well but it generally it seems like advertising is working out pretty well for the SVOD services that have introduced ad tiers.
1: I think that's the universal sentiment Colin that um, all these services that have introduced an ad supported tier have come to realize pretty quickly that they actually make more per subscriber uh, um, with a subscriber who's taking ads than who is ad-free. And um, I think that's going to see us, uh, see services pushing those ad-supported services even harder as we go forward.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and there are two other things I wanted to mention. One is that they, they talked a lot about there being a lot more live content inside of max one of the areas that they're looking to leverage i think is um they they said that they had a lot of unused digital rights um for sports that they were planning on leveraging much more much more strongly Uh, and they called out the nhl they do carry nhl um, and although they are backing away from their rsn's they don't seem to be backing away from their nhl content and the other the other sports that they have rights to uh, they seem to be talking about bringing nhl into max and it but when they do that it looks like there will be some sort of separate subscription charge uh, they they talked about monetized uh, that the nhl content would be monetized incrementally so i think we'll see nhl content there but with an upcharge uh, and the other thing is they were asked pretty directly about cnn about how they would monetize that and how that would work out and they pushed back and said no 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 we're going to talk about our news and sports more fully in a follow-up presentation for investors in the coming weeks and months so looks like they're going to have a big uh, big presentation about what they're going to be doing with live in the form of news and sports in max uh, in the not too distant future world so maybe we'll follow up with our audience when they do that and let them know what was said?
1: Yeah, they've been awfully quiet about CNN um, since the pulling of CNN Plus. That must be almost a year ago now. And uh, I don't think we've really heard anything more about streaming monetization for CNN since.
0: No, about all they had to say about it in, in the call was that they'd saved a bunch of money by shutting down CNN Plus and that helped right. their bottom line, that helped them save save a bunch of money there.
1: Yeah. Okay, Colin. Well, I think that's all we have for this week. Uh, obviously, a, a number of moving pieces there with Warner Brothers Discovery. We're going to be keeping a close eye on how their subscriber count uh, goes uh, going forward. And um, we have some other fun things, as we said before, to keep an eye on as well. Multiview and NASA and Apple TV Plus.
0: Yeah, and uh, perhaps next week, we'll have to see what happens. But next week, Disney reports its results. Vizio reports its results. So we'll have lots of fodder there, I think, to discuss in the podcast with everybody next week. And yeah, it'd be really interesting to see what's going on at Disney. What uh, soap opera that company is turning into these days.
1: Boy, if I read one more article about ESPN and their travails and looking to bring in partners, I feel like every other day there's another article about that, don't Uh, you?
0: You bet. And in fact, it actually came up in the Discovery call today. There was some intimation that that, uh, Discovery, quote, might be interested in in investing in ESPN. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. But anyway,
1: maybe we'll have more details next week. Okay, till next week, and thanks everybody for listening in, and we'll see you then. Inside the Stream is a production of In-Screen Media and Video News, all rights reserved.